Bibles to the book of Psalms. We'll be looking at Psalm 119, verse 133. Psalm 119, verse 133. And as you're turning there, how many of you have a GPS in your car? Pretty much everybody nowadays. You know, when you think about it, a GPS is a good device to have in your car. But what if it's not been updated? If it's not been updated, it's going to be an adventure where you're trying to go. And there have been several times, and I'm going to blame the GPS and not my lack of direction, but there's been several times where... My GPS has taken me to a place where there may have been a road in the 1960s. Uh, just to give you an example, 
one time when I was pastoring a church in Irvine, we were going to go see some people that we had known from a previous church that I'd been at. And they had given me their address. I typed it into the GPS, and and everything was going great. But then we went from asphalt to gravel, and we just kept going and going until finally the gravel road stops and there was a path in the woods. (laughs) There may have been a road there in the 1920s. I don't know. But that has happened to me several times. You see, a GPS is good technology, but technology changes. It needs to be updated. And without these updates, you may not find your destination. But when you think about direction-finding equipment, a compass is different, isn't it? A compass never needs to be updated. Why? Because a compass only points in one direction. And if you know how to use a compass, it will never lead you astray. Again, the only thing we need to think about in terms of a compass is whenever you're using it, you need to lay it flat. Because if it's tilted up, it's not going to read right. So you need to lay it flat. Don't have it around magnets, which can cause it to point to the magnet instead of where it needs to point. And you need to know how to use it. You know, God has given us a compass, and that compass is his word, the Bible. So that's what we're going to be looking at today, the compass that God has given us. If you would, look at Psalm 119, verse 133. It's written, Direct my steps in thy word, and let none iniquity have dominion over me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Lord, we just thank you for this day that you have given to us. We thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, the blessings of life and liberty, blessings of family and friendship. But most of all, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your precious and holy Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we worship together today, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak through me and give me the words to say. Just hide me behind the cross. And Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision today, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that were mentioned on the prayer list, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling. Lord, you know each name and each need, and we just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon them. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Direct my steps. Direct my steps in 
thy word. Basically, point me in the direction to go. And let none iniquity have dominion over me. Because that's what happens usually when we go astray. When we go astray, we tend to fall into sin. Succumb to temptation. But when you think about going astray, how many times do we go astray? We can go astray at any time. And any day. Sometimes we may go astray every day. Now why is that? Because when you think about it, think of all the things that we can do that could make us go astray. We can go astray by our actions. We can go astray by our words, the words we use, and we can go astray by our thoughts. Even our thoughts can lead us astray. And we go astray when we lose direction in our life. Sort of like using that GPS that's never been updated. We lose direction. I mean, think of all the parts that go into a GPS. That's well, nothing but a computer. It has software, wireless technology, satellites. But if it's never updated, what happens? We travel, the GPS tells us to turn. And we might not want to turn there. We might not want to turn at that moment. Maybe we know better than the GPS. But what do we do? We listen to the GPS. We make that turn. And we come to a dead end. You see, a GPS is only as good as its updates. But not so with a compass. It's designed to point in one direction, the magnetic north pole. And what's great about a compass is it never needs updating. It's never going to lead us astray when we use it direction, or when we use it correctly because it only points in one direction. The Bible is a compass that God gives us for our life. And when you think about the Bible, it only points in one direction. It points us to Jesus Christ. It points us to God. It gives us direction in our life. But not only does it give us direction, and not only is the psalmist telling us that he wants the Lord to direct his steps through the word, the Bible also does something else for us. It gives us light. 
If you look back to Psalm 119, 105, what does it say? It says, Thy word is a lantern unto my feet and a light unto my path. A lantern to our feet and a light to our path. Think about that for a moment. Not only does the word of God point us in the correct direction because it points us to Jesus Christ, it's also a light that we can use during our daily walk. That pilgrimage that we are all on, it not only gives us direction, but it lights the direction that we're traveling. It's a light for our path. And when you think about us, every person in this room, every person on this planet needs direction in their life. We need direction. Moral direction. Direction in righteousness. Direction in holy living. And if you're a Christian, direction in Christian living. Direction in Christian work. The Word of God gives us this direction just as a compass gives us direction. But it does more. It also lights the path that we are to travel. So what happens when we go astray? We have the word of God pointing us in the correct direction. We have the word of God lighting the path we are to go. If we go astray, we're going down a different path, a darkened path. We need direction in our life. And the Bible shows us and gives us a well-lit path to follow. Think about your life. Without the word of God in your life, what direction would you be going? Would you be veering off the path? Would you be going in a direction opposite than the direction God wants you to go? Of course. We all would. We would be going down that path that leads to a dead-end road. Now, when you think about it, we see this all around us, don't we? But I'm going to say something a little different here. We see it with people who are lost because they're not following the word. But think about Christians. Christians that are veering off the path. Because that's what we see. Think of all the Christians that think they are traveling the correct way, yet they have no direction, no compass, no light. Why? Because instead of 
letting the Word of God light the path, instead of following the direction of the Word of God, they've taken that compass that God has given us, His Word, and they've placed a magnet right beside it. And that magnet is worldliness. So what's going to happen? They're going to read what the Word says, but because worldliness is stuck right beside it, they're going to veer off and start following what the world says instead of what the Word says. Because think about what happens if you have a compass and you stick a magnet right beside it. A magnet which is designed to point to magnetic north. It's going to point right to that magnet. It's going to go haywire. It's going to lead astray. It's going to disrupt the path you are to take and give you false direction. And that's what many Christians are doing. They're letting worldliness disrupt the direction they are to go. And so many are disrupted by worldliness that they totally disregard what the Bible says, what the Bible teaches. They disregard the clear direction of the Scripture and they replace it with immoral worldliness. And they think they're doing great. They think they're doing fine. And what happens? Because they've replaced the clear direction of the Scripture with worldliness, they have no problem with things that are clearly sinful. Christians accepting the sin of homosexuality, the sin of fornication, the sin of abortion, the sin of transgenderism, the sin of drug addiction, prostitution, pornography, alcoholism, gambling. And that list can go on and on and on. But when we have the clear direction of the Scripture, when we're letting the Scripture point the direction we are to go and we're following it and listening to it, what happens? We say clear of the sin. We steer clear of it. And we are to stay clear of sin. We're to live holy lives. The Word is to be our compass. It's to be our light. And when we look to the Word of God, we get clear direction for our life. Why? Because the scripture, like a compass, only points in one direction. It only points in one direction. And that direction is to God and His holiness. When we veer off, when we veer off, we disregard the clear teaching of the scripture. Now I want you to think about something. Someone once said, people will say 
God didn't mean what the Bible says. You know, I've heard people say that. God didn't mean what's, what that says. But I want you to think about something. If God didn't mean what the Bible says, why didn't God mean what he says or give us what he says? If the Bible doesn't mean what he says, why didn't God give us something that says that he means what he says? He did give us something that means what he says. That's the Bible. God meant what he said in the Bible. When he tells us, ye shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy, he means what he says. When he says these things are sinful, he means what he says. The word of God is not jello. We can't sit there and mold it into what we want it to be. Instead, we're to let the Bible mold us into what God wants us to be. We can't mold the Word of God to fit the immorality of society because society is fallen. It's cursed. It's sinful. It's dead. What the Bible says, when it says this thing is sinful, it's sinful. And when it says this thing is sinful, we're to steer clear of it. We're not to have it in our life. Regardless of what society says, because society is dead. Spiritually dead. And life can only be found in one place, and that's the place where the Bible directs us, and that is to Jesus Christ. That's why we have this compass that God has given us. God gives us His Word to give us direction for our life, to light the path we are to go, a compass to navigate, to navigate life. To navigate our walk. We lose direction. We lose direction when we let worldliness creep in to our life. Why? Because we stop following the Bible. just as we lose direction when we try to form the Bible into something that fits what we think it should say instead of listening to what it says. The Bible is to be our compass, and we must use it correctly. Again, how do you use a compass? You have to lay it flat. You have to keep all magnets away from it. It can't be tilted. It has to be flat. So it can point in the direct, correct way.
The same is true with the Bible. William Wilberforce once wrote, there are four things that we ought to do with the Word of God. Admit it as the Word of God, commit it to our hearts and minds, submit to it, and transmit it to the world. One thing that always strikes me in that quote is where he says we are to submit. Submit to what the Word teaches us. Because when we submit to what the Word teaches us, we submit to what God wants for our life. So we must use the Bible correctly taking it in context, allowing it to change our life, allowing it to direct us. We must read it, we must study it, we must use it. We must let it direct our path and light the direction we are to go. Letting it guide us. as we walk this life. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can learn from it. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us, that you would just continue to overshadow us. And Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Again, Lord, we just... Thank you and praise you for all the blessings that you've given us. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.